السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم أما بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم رب شرح لي صدري ويسل لي أمري وحل لقدة من لساني يفقه قولي سبحانك لا علم لنا إلا ما علمتنا إنك أنت العليم الحكيم اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا اللهم انفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما All praise is due to Almighty Allah the sustainer, nourisher and cherisher of the universe Peace, blessings and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. O Allah, we beseech thee to increase us in our knowledge and to protect us from the deception of the Satan and the evil of our souls. Ameen. Ya Rabbal Alameen. It is indeed only the grace and mercy of all Allah Jalla Wala that today we continue with the tafsir and commentary of the Noble Qur'an. Our starting point is Suratul Mu'minun, chapter number 23 and verse number 57. To recap our previous lesson, Almighty Allah Jalla Wala informed us, Ya Ayyuhar Rusul, O you the messengers, Consume that which is pure and wholesome. So in Islam, we should not just rely on halal. It should be halal and tayyibah. As Almighty Allah has mentioned and enshrined in the Noble Quran, halal and Today this ummah is lethargic when it comes to good deeds and they are active when it comes to vices. And this has a lot to do with what we are consuming. What we earn is what we consume. Our income is tainted. What we eat is polluted, contaminated. And therefore that incites us towards vices and evil. If what we earn is halal and what we consume is halal and tayyibah, then we will be motivated towards good deeds. I mentioned to you the three ahadith. Mustafa Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said the hadith in Tirmidhi, Da'ama yuribuka ila mala yuribuk. Leave that which puts you into doubt and offer that in which there is no doubt. So this should be the criteria and the barometer we use. Mustafa Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam informed Hazrat Wabisa radiallahu an the hadith in Muslim Ahmad. Istafti nafsak, istafti qalbak, ask your own heart, ask your own conscience, O Wabisa. Wa in aftakannas. Although some ulama, some mufti, some people said it's halal. But you must still ask your own conscience. Maybe they made a mistake. So we know that today that we can't just rely and trust on anybody. Even non-Muslims today are putting on halals, logos and so forth. So many incidents of that take place. So we need to be very, very circumspect and careful in this regard. The third hadith I mentioned, Al-Halal Ubayyinun Wal-Haram Ubayyinun. The hadith in Bukhari Sharif. The halal is very, very clear. The haram is very clear. 
And in between, if there are gray areas, then the Master, alayhi salatu salam, informed us, we must abstain and refrain from it. Today we look for every loophole to justify it, and that is unacceptable in Islam. Inni bima ta'amaluna alim. I am all aware of your deeds and your actions. Wa inna hadhi ummatukum ummatawahida. This ummah is supposed to be one ummah. How come we are so fragmented today? If you look at the countries, we say we are 55, 56 Muslim countries and so forth. But you see that everywhere there are huge, huge problems. If you take organizations, then we will go into hundreds of thousands across the world, if not millions. And you will find that they are so fragmented. Primarily, there are four reasons. Reason number one is we judge people by their complexion and that is rejected in Islam. Remember Sayyidina Bilal bin Rabah, Al-Habashi, the African Mu'addin, was made the minister of finance of this ummah. That same Bilal, the Mu'addin, radiallahu anhu wardah, on the occasion of Fatih Makkah, the conquest of Makkah, Zohar time, we just raised our salat now and I came to the studio. So he said, Nabilal radiallahu ta'ala anhu on top of the Baytullah rendering the Adhan. Abu Lahab, Abu Jahal, pure Arabs, fair in complexion, dispatched straight to Jahannam and the hellfire. Second, our languages. People have a tribal mentality and they think that their language is superior to others. In Islam, it has no place. These are all pagan customs and traditions. Islam came to remove all these artificial barriers. Yes, the only language that has virtue and that also with the proviso and condition is Arabic, provided the person lives with Iman and dies with Iman and Islam. Otherwise, there's no virtue. Today you go to Lebanon, you will find half the population approximately are speaking Arabic, but they are Christian Arabs and there's no virtue for them if they die in that state and condition. Third one is our own ego, our pride, our arrogance. We are not prepared to accept the truth and that is the definition of pride. Batarul Haq, the organization I belong to, the country I belong to, the party I belong to, we know they are doing wrong, and yet we keep silent. Remember, that is unjustified, impermissible, and absolutely haram. Once this ummah has left the work of Amal bin Maruf, Nayanil Munkar, commanding the good, forbidding the evil, that is when the rot has set in, because we turn to curry favor with people, we want the pleasure of people, whether Allah is pleased with us or not, that is no more the criteria. And therefore this ummah is so fragmented and so disunited. Then the fourth one, you find some brothers who are over-enthusiastic. They just say, anybody who reads Kalima La Ilaha Illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah is Muslim. So they want to include all the Shias, all the Ahmadis, Qadianis. That's also a fairy tale. We need to make it very clear. The Qadianis, Ahmadis, Shias are non-Muslim and out of the fall of Islam. They can be telling us they are Muslim, but our fatwa is they are non-Muslim. And we need to make that clear. They got nothing to do with them and they got nothing to do with us. 
So this Ummaye, we believe in the Quran Sharif. We believe in the Ahadith Mubarakah of Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. We accept all the Sahaba radiallahu anhum to be Udul. That is, they are just, they passed away with Iman. Allah forgave them for their sins or transgression. And all Mithya Allah guaranteed them a place in Jannah radiallahu anhum waraduan. And yet another place, وَكُلَّوْ وَعَدَ اللَّهُ husna. And thereafter, we accept the four schools, the Shafi'is, Malikis, Ambalis, Anafis. So that is what is meant and implied by the Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah. So that is the unity we should be striving for. But what did people do? They took their matters and affairs among themselves and they cut it into compartments, they cut it into divisions and into sects and groups and you find that now we have thousand parties. When Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said Isnani wa sab'oon, 72 groupings, is not confined to Tahdeed 72. I tell you in English, I told you a hundred times, it doesn't mean a hundred. So when the master, alayhi salatu salam, uses the word 70 or more than 70, it's lit taksir. So many groupings and parties you will have. Every grouping, every party will be happy and say, No, I got a ticket to Jannah. Nay. No one of us has a ticket to Jannah. We have to live with Iman and die with Iman. The grace and mercy of all, Mithya Allah, admits us into Jannah and Paradise. فَذَرُهُمْ فِي غَمْرَتِهِمْ حَتَّى حِينَ You Mustafa, Habibuna, Sallallahu leave these people. They are there in their intoxication, in their drunkenness, excessive love of this world. Sakarat, Ghamarat refers to the pains and pangs of death. So these people, then they will come to know the true reality when death overtakes them. Today, people are now excited with the amount of wealth we accumulated, the amount of children, grandchildren we have. All Mithyalla states, Ayahsaboon, do they think and consider, that we increase for them the wealth and children, grandchildren. That we are hastening to them the good things. Nay, but they perceive not, they do not understand and comprehend. Today's lesson, Surah 23, Surah Mu'minun, verse number 57, we dedicate today's lesson to our sister who passed away a few days ago in Medina Munawwara, a good, good friend of mine, brother Abu Bakr Baracha's wife, sister Fatima, passed away, buried there in Baqi. May all, may Allah, Jalla wala, grant her janatul firdaus, grant our brother Abu Bakr, his three sons, all of them, Sabrun Jamil, that all, may Allah, Jalla wala, Allah took the wife, took the mother away, but what the honorable place. So may Almighty Allah Jalla make it easy for all of them. Today's lesson, Almighty Allah states, The true people with Iman and Islam are those, verily they are those people whom they are the ones, min mushfiqoon. They inculcated the fear of their Rabb, sustainer, nourisher, provider, mushfikun, and they fear all Mithya Allah alone. 
What is the meaning of this verse? When we study our lives, we find that we are sanctimonious. Sanctimonious means we have a double identity. In front of people, we show a pious person. When we alone, the long weekend comes, the holidays come, we are here and there overseas. Then we are a different person. Salat is missing. Tilawat is missing. Our garbage change. And the movies and the haram. Everything now becomes legalized for that person. Allah forbid, which is obviously haram. So khashya is not khawf. If a snake or something comes now, I'll be the first one to run away. Allah forbid. That is your natural response. That is khawf. Khashya, we develop it because of the love of Almighty Allah Jalla wala. Allah is our muhsin azam and haqiqi our greatest benefactor what what he gave us our eyes, our ears, our body all the bounties and favors showering, recurring upon us if you start counting these bounties, favors of Allah you will never able to encompass it so here Almighty Allah says, because of our love, our sincerity, dedication, so we have that fear of Almighty Allah fil khalwa wal jalwa in privacy and in public. So that is what the Sahaba, radiallahu anhum, had. Daytime, nighttime, private, public, safar, hadar, whether they were in Medina or Makkah or any other place, they would knew that Almighty Allah's knowledge is all-embracing, all-encompassing, and Almighty Allah observes all speech, all actions and deeds. إِنَّ الَّذِينَ هُمْ مِنْ خَشْيَةِ رَبِّهِمْ مُشْفِقُونَ Verily, there are those people who inculcated the sphere of the Allah based on the love and respect for Allah, Mushfikun. They fear Allah at all times, all places, not only on a Friday or Ramadan or Makkah, Mukarramah, Madinah, Munawwara or Masjid Al-Aqsa. وَالَّذِينَ هُمْ بِآيَاتِ رَبِّهِمْ يُؤْمِنُونَ and they are those people who brought Iman in the verses of their Arab sustainer, nourisher provider. 6,236 verses, they brought Iman in each one of them. No reservation of any sort. My Allah said so, and that is sufficient for me. And the non-Muslims, What do you believe in some of the book and you reject the others? Today, never mind the non-Muslim, majority of Muslim have reservation. They will say, this law of Islam I like, but the penal code of Islam I don't like so much, where Allah speaks of amputating the hand of the crook, the person who's stealing. Or where Allah speaks about the hundred lashes for the people who commit fornication, the male and the female who committed fornication, you have to lash in, pub- in public, lash them up, hundred lashes in public. They will say, no, I don't really like it too much. When we people make this type of statements, you fly out of the fall of Islam. Because Iman means we accept and we accept it wholeheartedly without any reservation, without any condition. 
Therefore, Quran Kareem spoke about to believe in the unseen, to believe in Jannah and Paradise, believe in Jahannam and Alfaya, believe in Almighty Allah Jalla believe in the day of Qiyamah, the day of Doom, the last day. All these we cannot see. So remember that it must be the foundation that we can no one must be allowed to shake it. وَالَّذِينَ هُمْ بِرَبِّهِمْ لَا يُشْرِكُونَ And there are those people who never committed shirk and they never associated with Almighty Allah, anybody or anything. One shirk is people worship idols, people worship other creation. So that is a shirkul akbar which takes people out of the fall of Islam. Me and you are guilty of a shirkul azgar, the minor shirk. The hadith of Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, man tasaddaqa, who gave charity, and Yahuwa yura'i, he wants the people to praise him, he wants to impress the people. Faqad ashraka, he committed shirk. That shirk is the minor form, the person remains a Muslim, but remember he is guilty of a major sin. Manswalla yura'i, people read Salat. When they see the big crowd, now they want to read with khushu and khudu, with humility and with devotion. And to impress people, Fakad ashraq, that person committed the minor form of shirk. Manswama yura'i, people are fasting, people are doing all these type of actions. And just to impress people, Fakad ashraq, that is shirk. So open Mishka Sharif, Mustad Ahmad, you will find this type of a hadith. Alladheena hum yura'oon, those people who just come to show their faces, to impress people, they come for Salat, they come for Janaza Salat. So remember that that is a minor type of shirk. So Sahaba, the beloved students, companions, radiallahu anhu majma'een, they remove from their lives the shirkul akbar and the shirk azgar, both types of shirk. It was based on love for Allah, the sincerity solely, only for all Allah's pleasure. وَالَّذِينَ يُوتُونَ مَا آتَوْ and they are those people who gave and spent in the path of Allah. Ma'ato, what they are given. They are given assets, they are given wealth, they are given money. Waqulubum wajila, whilst, this wow haliya. So you translate it whilst. Waqulubum wajila, whilst their hearts are trembling. Annahum ila rabbihim raji'oon. That they have to return to their Allah. Ya Allah, I went for Umrah and came back. I went for Hajj and came back. Ya Allah, I read Salat. We read Salat. Ya Allah, we read Quran Sharif. But the hearts must be trembling. Is it accepted or rejected in the court of Almighty Allah? Siddiqa Sayyida Aisha radiallahu anha. And this verse... On her own, this incident is mentioned in Tirmidhi Sharif. She read this verse several times in her life. Now she's posing the question, Ya Rasulullah, these people whose hearts are trembling, are they those people who committed zina, fornication, adultery? Or are they those people who stole and committed theft? 
those people who had alcohol and in our time drugs and so forth, meaning their hearts are trembling because they committed major, major crimes. Ya Rasulullah. She cited and posed the question to Rahmatulil Alameen, Mustafa Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. What did the master alayhi salatu wa sallam say? La ya binta siddiq. No, no, oh Aisha, you're a siddiqa, your father is siddiq. The interpretation, the meaning you are deducing is totally incorrect. Hum yusallun, wa yasumun, wa yadasaddaqun, wa yakhafun. Nay, O Aisha Siddiqa radiallahu anha, they are those people who perform and read their salat. They are fasting, they give their charity, they do all the good deeds, but they fear, is it accepted in the court of Almighty Allah? Almighty Allah has a law. We perform Zohar Salat now. Is Allah going to accept or reject? Only Almighty Allah knows. But Almighty Allah taught us a law. Innama. If you know the basics and the rudiments of the Arabic language, you will know. Innama comes for hasar and qasar only exclusively. Yataqabbalullahu minal muttaqeen. Almighty Allah only accepts from those people who have the quality of taqwa. Sayyidina Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhu arda used to say, beg Allah for acceptance that is more important than the action itself. Lo and behold, Nabi Ibrahim khalilullah alayhi salatu wasalam reconstructs the Baytullah, the Kaaba Musharrafah, with the assistance of his beloved son Nabi Ismail rabihullah alayhi salatu wasalam. After father's son completed it, they walked around the Baytullah, the cube, seven times. Allah loved it. Oh, people, you come to the Baytullah for Umrah, for Hajj, you also have to go seven times round. That will constitute one tawaf, your seven circuits, your seven rounds. Thereafter, father makes dua and son says, Ameen. Rabbana taqabbal minna innaka anta sami'ul alim. O beloved Allah, accept from us. Verily, Allah, you are all-hearing, all-knowing. So why does a Nabi beg to Almighty Allah for kabooliyat and acceptance? Because to set the precedent for humanity and posterity, ta'aliman lihadil ummah, to teach the ummah and generations to come whenever we do a good deed. So beg Allah, Rabbana taqabbal minna, innaka anta samiul alim. The Master Habibuna Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam performs Hajj, Hajjatul Wida. In the tenth year of the Hijrah, the hadith is mentioned in Ibn Majah, the words I'm going to quote now. Now the Master alayhi salatu salam is returning after Hajj. Allahumma ala hajjatan. Oh Allah, make it such a Hajj. La riya afiyah. There must be no riya involved to impress the eyes of people. Wala sum'ah. And it must not be with sum'ah to impress the ears of people. Subhanallah. Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, who was, who is, who will always be the most beloved, the most precious to all Allah in the entire universe and creation. 
is teaching you and me this wonderful, powerful, potent du'a. Whenever we do actions, beg Allah, la riya afiya wa la sum'a, accept it in your court, O oh Allah, and there will be no riya to impress and show off to people ostentation, and wa la sum'a, and to impress the ears of people. So this is the crime me and you are committing today. If we want an action to be accepted, the person must be a Muslim and a mu'min, a believer. Sincere, devoted believer. Second, the manner, method must be done according to Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wasallam's teaching. Third one, there must be ikhlas and sincerity. These are the minimum conditions. Then that action, that speech will be maqbool in the court of all Allah. وَقُلُوبُهُمْ وَجِلَةٌ أَنَّهُمْ إِلَىٰ رَبِّهِمْ رَاجِعُونَ So their hearts are trembling, despite, despite giving the charity in cash and kind. And they knew they have to return to all Allah. Are we concerned about that? One day I have to stand in front of all Allah, and the questions will be posed. ثُمَّ لَتُسْأَلُنَّ يَوْمَئِذِنَ عَنِ النَّعِيمِ then surely you will be questioned, O human being, on that day, the day of justice, regarding all the favors and bounties which all Allah conferred. The non-Muslims thought, like today, how the Muslims think. They thought they got so much wealth, so many children, grandchildren. So that is the khayrat, that is the goodness. Allah says, no, that is not the goodness. The people who have these qualities, they fear Allah at all times, all places. They believe in every verse of all Allah's Quran and obviously the ahadis, all that will come in. And they do not commit shirk in any form, shape and size. They are the people when they give charity, their hearts are trembling when they do good deeds because they know they have to return to all Allah. Those are the people who are rushing and hastening towards the good deeds. And those are the ones who are competing with one another. Who will come out first? Who will be the foremost amongst them? Who will be the one to beat the other one? First, khayrat. When people ask about Sayyidina Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiallahu an, it is the month of Rajab, we are in Rajab. It is the ninth year of the Hijrah. Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa made announcement. We are going to Tabuk. You know how long journey? Intense heat, June, July. What sacrifices they to make? Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu anhu brought all his wealth. Sayyidina Umar Farooq radiallahu anhu warda half his wealth. Sayyidina Usman al-Ghani radiallahu ta'ala anhu came, Ya Rasulullah, 300 camels from me, 1,000 gold coins from me. The Master alayhi salatu salam said, Hadith in Bukhari, Ma darra Uthman, ma amila ba'd al-yawm. No harm will come to Usman after today. I give you guarantee of Jannah. Look at this great, great Sahaba, radiallahu anhum. 
They were competing with one another, dicing with death in the battlefield, all for the pleasure of all. May Allah, Jalla Allah, may all may Allah, Jalla Allah, make us minasabitin that those people who have that iman, so we compete with one another for the pleasure of all. May Allah, Jalla Allah, wa akhiru da'wana, and alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin.